0: Mark's Gospel, chapter ten, and verse seventeen. And as he went forth into the way, a person ran up to him, and kneeling to him asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And then verse twenty five. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished, saying to one another, and who can be saved? And then a well-known verse in Acts chapter 16, and that's on uh, <clears throat> page 1, th- 3, to 7. Acts 16, And uh, verse 25, and at midnight Paul and Silas, that is in the prison, in praying were praising God with singing and the prisoners listened to them and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison shook and all the doors were immediately opened and the bonds of all loosed. And the jailer being awakened out of his sleep and seeing the doors of the prison opened, Having drawn a sword, was going to kill himself, thinking the prisoners had fled, but Paul called out with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. And having asked for lights, he rushed in, and trembling, fell down before Paul and Silas. Leading them out, said, Sirs, what must I do that I may be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus and thou shalt be saved, thou and thy house. My last scripture is in Matthew's Gospel, in chapter 27, and verse 22 of Matthew 27. Pilate says to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all say, Let him be crucified. What shall I do is a question that often arises from our hearts. When difficulties arise and we don't know which way to turn, we can often say, certainly within our hearts, what shall I do? And I have three what shall I do's in the scriptures that I've read tonight, as you will have noticed. What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? What must I do that I may be saved? And what then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? Mm -hmm. Now I expect that most that are here this evening have been to this hall before and have listened to the gospel you've heard preachers speak from various scriptures in the bible and they've told you about Jesus and they've told you about his saving grace and what he can do for you and what I want to ask you before I start tonight is this what have you done with what they've told you what have you done they may have told you that the work on which the gospel is based has been done completely. It's been completed by Jesus. And that's why I can stand here tonight and preach the gospel to you because the foundation's already been laid upon which God can forgive sins. That's why I'm here to tell you that he'll do it for you. But you know, my biggest concern is this. I've been to lots of gospel preachings too. Lots of gospel preaching since I was the age of some of the youngest in this room. And the question that I often ask myself is what have I done with the message? Oh yes, I can recite you verses of Scripture that I knew when I was a boy. I can tell you the story of Jesus as it is recorded in the Scriptures. But what have you done with the message of the Saviour of sinners? What effect has it had upon you? I tell you tonight, My friend, that God has a message of salvation for whosoever will, and that includes you. And that tonight, that message is for your acceptance because the day is coming very quickly when the gospel will no longer be preached and you'll never have another opportunity. You know, the gospel is real. It's not just a sermon from behind a desk. It's not just the recital of words to fill out half an hour. It's a message from the God who loves you. The God who wants to have to do with you and you to have to do with him. Oh friend, far be it, surely. The God who wants to have to do with your soul and gives you salvation tonight if you've never had it before that you're not interested. Could it be? What will you do with Jesus tonight? Are you prepared to make him your saviour? I wonder at it, you know, sometimes when I look back upon my own childhood and I think of the times I sat in a chair on the front row and I listened to the preacher, eloquent as some of them may have been, And it didn't really have any effect on me at all. I almost felt, well, I knew it. I heard it before. I heard it last week. I heard it the week before. What happened in my heart when I heard the gospel? After nothing. Friend, let me tell you this. That a day is coming soon when you will have to have to deal with God. And I present the gospel to you a God who loves you, a God who is willing and able to save, a God who is able to meet your need and give you peace and joy. All because of the work of what Jesus has done. When he went to the cross and he suffered and died to take your sins away and to take my sins away. Oh, the wonder of it. The God knew that we were hopelessly lost. There was nothing we could do to redeem ourselves. What could I do to get eternal life? Absolutely nothing. I couldn't do anything. That's why I read those two other verses later on in that chapter, you know. It's easier for a camel to enter in through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the things of God. And the people said, well, whoever can be saved? Who can be saved? Oh, you think of the wonder of God's work and ways that He's done the impossible. He's provided a way of salvation for you to have peace with God. And I would like to feel, I would like to have the assurance that everyone in this room tonight knows what it is to have peace with God so that if this was the last gospel preaching, You can have that blessed assurance in your heart that you belong to the Saviour. He's yours and yours for eternity. And you know that you've got a home above. I go to prepare you a place. Friend, have you reserved it? That's the point. The Gospel goes out to whosoever will. God has prepared a place for whoever wants it. And tonight you can come and own Him as your own personal Saviour. And how do you do it? you do it just by listening to the gospel just by saying well I did listen I did hear but it never had any effect on you what is God looking for you to do friend? the scripture tells us this quite simply repent of your sins and believe On the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And you'll notice that in that scripture in the Acts it's not what shall I do. No. It's what must I do. Mm. You know there's no alternative. The Bible tells us at the beginning of Acts that there's no other name given under heaven amongst men whereby we may be saved. There is no other. There's been some great persons in this world but there's not one of them could save you. There's not one of them could give you peace with God. Great men as they may have been. But the Saviour that I speak of, the name of Jesus. Friend, I'll tell you simply, that name is precious to my heart. I know that that name gives me entrance to heaven in the day when I die. I know I'm in his arms. I know I belong to him, and my soul's destined for glory. What I hope we have, you know, in trusting in this precious Savior, do you know he can be your savior tonight? And what is he asking? that you've got to do some great thing? No, he hasn't. Things that we set ourselves to do, you know, when we're young, we have to pass our exams, don't we? We have to get on as best we can. But all that may be good, but not one of them is going to get you to heaven. What can you do to inherit eternal life? With with the inheriting of eternal life goes peace with God. And that's the God who is able to save your soul tonight. And you needn't even wait till you get home. You can turn to him just where you are. You know, I like to think that we come to the gospel meeting and it's not just a sermon. That God is speaking to our hearts. Mm -hmm. Making us realise our need of him as sinners away from God. And that he has the solution to it all. He has the saviour. He has a way of salvation. And it's open to you tonight. And the invitation that God extends is based upon the precious work that Jesus has done. The shedding of his precious blood that has established a foundation whereby God can forgive your sins. Oh, the wonder of it, you know. The work is complete. When Jesus was there upon that cross, he said, it is finished. He's done the work. Everything that God required that you should have complete and full salvation has been done by Jesus there when he suffered at Calvary. He was the only person who has ever walked upon this earth that was entirely sinless. The only perfect man. And that life that was so delightful to the heart of God was given up in death so that you and I might go free. And that the way of salvation might be preached in this and room tonight wonderful thing to think that God has provided for each one of us, no matter how deep and dark our sins may be the way of salvation is open to you you can have the blessed assurance like that hymn says blessed assurance, Jesus is mine all because the one who was sinless was made sin to bear my sins in his body When he suffered on the tree, and he exhausted God's wrath in three hours of darkness into which the eyes of man could not intrude, the sufferings of my Saviour, we shall never know them in their fullness. Only He knew the depths of sorrow that it involved for you to have a righteous basis, or for, I should say, for God to have a righteous basis on which he can save you. And it's cost him so much. He loved you. And he gave his only beloved son that whosoever believeth on him might not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the way of salvation. God has provided it. God has set it out. And God is offering it now to you. Now I know there may be many things that are going through your mind. Plans for this week plans for the future but there's one thing that you must get right and you must get it right as soon as you can and that is you must have peace with God I don't know I can't tell you when there's going to be that archangel's voice and trump of God and Christ will come for those that love him but what I do know is that when it happens the door of mercy will be closed and the opportunity will be gone forever forever Oh, the awfulness of missing that call to summon to all who love the Lord Jesus to be taken to be forever with him into our heavenly home. Friend, none of us know when it will be. One thing the gospel preacher can't tell you. i tell you it's going to happen, but I can't tell you when. But you don't need to know when. What you need to do is to make sure That you have a personal link with Jesus. That you can say my sins are washed away. Come now. Let's reason together. Let's do it now. Reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. Though they be as crimson. They shall be as wool. God knows your heart. He knows your sins. But the wonder of the gospel is. That he's able to forgive everyone. He's able to set you free. He's able to give you a hope and a peace that is beyond the things of this world and to give you an assurance that you can step out boldly in the knowledge that you belong to the Saviour. What must I do that I may inherit eternal life? You trust in Christ and repent of your sins and come to the knowledge of a Saviour as your own personal Saviour. What must I do that I may be saved? You believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and the precious work that he has accomplished at Calvary. That's what you do. And then, you come to Pilate's question. What shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? Friend, I've told you already that Jesus is very precious to me. I thank God almost every day for what he's done. Just to think that he should die for me, to take my sins away, that he should shed his precious blood, that he should suffer, that he should do these things for a sinner like me. Friend, let me tell you this. If he did it for me, then he did it for you. And I want you to come right now to the Savior. I don't want you to leave it because I don't know how long you can but I want you to come right now just like the scripture says now is the accepted time and now is the day of salvation that really is you know and as you see the things in the world getting darker and worse it tells everyone that loves the saviour that his coming is not far off and you better be ready The word went out to God's people in the Old Testament one of the minor prophets I can't remember which one it was prepare to meet your God well are you prepared are you prepared as you leave the gospel are you prepared because you've had your sins forgiven are you prepared because every sin has been completely washed away from before the sight of God Do you have the assurance in your soul that even those worst sins, every one, has been covered by the precious blood of Jesus? And even more, that you've been justified before the sight of God as though you'd never sinned at all. Oh, the wonder of it. The fullness of the gospel. Don't take it for granted. Don't think it just, belongs, just applies to the person sitting next to you. It applies to you. And the Savior is appealing to every one of us. What will you do with Jesus on this day, January, what is it, the 21st? 2024. What will you do with Jesus today? What I do know is, that the Saviour is tonight in heaven. He's gone into death, he's been raised, he's ascended, he's at his Father's right hand, and he lives in heaven and as a place for you. And tonight is an opportunity to reserve it and make sure it's yours. You can do so, you know. You often get invitations, don't you? Well, perhaps not often. But you see invitations, and on the bottom it's got RSVP asking you to reply. And that's what God is doing tonight. He's given you the invitation. Oh, yes, it's there. The wonder of it. But are you going to respond? Are you going to reply? Are you going to repent? Are you going to believe in this wonderful Savior? Well God is providing another opportunity for you to reply to that invitation. Mm -hmm. I would appeal to you tonight. What will you do with Jesus? Oh make him your Savior. Mm -hmm. Oh how wonderful. When Pilate asked that question The crowd cried out, Away with him and crucify. And that's what happened. The will of the people prevailed. But through the shedding of his precious blood, God has established a way of salvation. And it's open tonight for you and me. Well, may God bless the world for his name's sake. Amen.